Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 88. Lord, God of my salvation, by day I cry out. Even at night before you, let my prayer reach you. Turn your ear to my outcry, because my whole being is filled with distress. My life is at the very brink of hell. I am considered as one of those plummeting into the pit. I am like those who are beyond help, drifting among the dead, lying in the grave like dead bodies. Those you don't remember anymore, those who are cut off from your power. You placed me down in the deepest pit, in places dark and deep. Your anger smothers me, you subdue me with it wave after wave. You've made my friends distant. You've made me disgusting to them. I can't escape. I'm trapped. My eyes are tired of looking at my suffering. I've been calling out to you every day, Lord. I've had my hands outstretched to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do ghosts rise up and give you thanks? Is your faithful love proclaimed in the grave, your faithfulness in the underworld? Are your wonders known in the land of darkness, your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I cry out to you, Lord. My prayer meets you first thing in the morning. Why do you reject my very being, Lord? Why do you hide your face from me? Since I was young, I've been afflicted, I've been dying. I've endured your terrors, I'm lifeless. Your fiery anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They surround me all day long like water. They engulf me completely. You've made my loved ones and companions distance. My only friend is darkness. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verses 1 through 3 and 21 through 30. The Lord spoke to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. Send one man from each ancestral tribe, each a chief among them. So Moses sent them out from the Paran Desert according to the Lord's command. All the men were leaders among the Israelites. They went up and explored the land from the Zin Desert to Rehob near Lebohamath. They went up into the arid southern plain and entered Hebron, where Ahiman, Seshai, and Talmai, the descendants of the Anakites, lived. Hebron was built seven years before Tanis in Egypt. Then they entered the cluster ravine, cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and carried it on a pole between them. They also took pomegranates and figs. That place was called the cluster ravine because of the clusters of grapes that the Israelites cut down from there. They returned from exploring the land after forty days. They went directly to Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community in the Paran Desert at Kadesh. They brought back a report to them and to the entire community and showed them the land's fruit. Then they gave their report, We entered the land to which you sent us. It's actually full of milk and honey, and this is its fruit. There are, however, powerful people who live in the land. The cities have huge fortifications, and we even saw the descendants of the Anakites there. The Amalekites live in the land of the arid southern plain. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the mountains, and the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. 
Now Caleb calmed the people before Moses and said, We must go up and take possession of it, because we are more than able to do it. Today's epistle reading comes out of the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 25, through chapter 3, verse 8. Circumcision is an advantage if you do what the law says. But if you are a person who breaks the law, your status of being circumcised has changed into not being circumcised. So if the person who isn't circumcised keeps the law, won't his status of not being circumcised be counted as if he were circumcised? The one who isn't physically circumcised but keeps the law will judge you. You become a lawbreaker after you had the written law and circumcision. It isn't the Jew who maintains outward appearance who will receive praise from God. And it isn't people who are outwardly circumcised on their bodies. Instead, it is the person who is a Jew inside, who is circumcised in spirit, not literally. That person's praise doesn't come from people, but from God. So what's the advantage of being a Jew? Or what's the benefit of circumcision? Plenty! In every way, first of all, the Jews were trusted with God's revelations. What does it matter, then, if some weren't faithful? Their lack of faith won't cancel God's faithfulness, will it? Absolutely not. God must be true even if every human being is a liar. As it is written, so that it can show that you are right in your words, and you will triumph when you are judged. But if our lack of righteousness confirms God's justice, what will we say? That God who brings wrath upon us isn't just? I'm speaking rhetorically. Absolutely not. If God weren't just, how could he judge the world? But if God's truth is demonstrated by my lie, and it increases his glory, why am I still judged as a sinner? Why not say, let's do evil things so that good things will come out of it? Some people who slander us accuse us of saying that, but these people deserve criticism. Today's gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Should I forgive as many as seven times? Jesus said, not even seven times, but rather as many as 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, they brought to him a servant who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. Because the servant didn't have enough to pay it back, the master ordered that he should be sold, along with his wife and children and everything he had, that the proceeds should be used as payment. But the servant fell down, kneeled before him, and said, Please be patient with me and I'll pay you back. The master had compassion on that servant, released him, and forgave the loan. When that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 coins. He grabbed him around the throat and said, Pay me back what you owe me. Then his fellow servant fell down and begged him, Be patient with me and I'll pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he threw him into prison until he paid back his debt. When his fellow servants saw what happened, they were deeply offended. They came and told their master all that happened. His master called the first servant and said, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you appealed to me. Shouldn't you also have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? His master was furious and handed him over to the guard responsible for punishing prisoners until he paid the whole debt. My heavenly father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother or sister from your heart.
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words out of Psalm 91. God says, because you are devoted to me, I'll rescue you. I'll protect you because you know my name. Whenever you cry out to me, I'll answer. I'll be with you in troubling times. I'll save you and glorify you. I'll fill you full with old age. I'll show you my salvation. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful weekend. If you'd like to join us for our Sunday morning worship service, there is information about that in the description of this episode. We'd love to have you join us. But whenever we see you next, we'll see you. Have a great weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Lord, I Run to You, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.